I wish my identity was so clear. Like I was like James Bond. He goes Bond, James Bond. But he's a secret agent. His identity is not clear. But I still want it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Reject the Regular. My name is Angel. And I'm Jen. And today we're getting into identity. Yeah, because I think that was the hardest part for me is my identity. And not knowing who I was. So it's interesting how in my life, I don't know about you, in my life, it was, I was told I was a good party planner. So that must be part of my identity. Mm -hmm. Or I was told I was a good granddaughter. So that must be part of my identity. And not realizing that your values that we've talked about earlier on are kind of more about your identity than what you're good at. Right. Yeah. And this is something that I just, I feel like I barely started to know because I had the same issues with identity, especially when you're when you're young, even like going through your teenage years, early 20s, mm-hmm. and you don't know who you are. I guess that's why a lot of people want to find themselves. And I, mm-hmm. that always sounded weird to me. Yeah, it's like you're Jennifer Fernandez. Like, what else do you need to know? Like, it, it was um, Tortilla Soup yeah. that he's like, you're this. he says the girl's name. I can't think of her name right now. It's like Maribel <laughs> Christina or something. <laughs> he's like, that's who you are. You are my daughter. If I told my grandparents I was going to take any time off to find myself, they would laugh in my face and be like, you're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's that's kind of what it is when you're when you're at that age or even like older, too. Like we're Mm -hmm. still going through identity. Yeah. But uh, I know I was told from early on that I was smart. Mm -hmm. And so I started to play into that identity and that I was quiet. Mm. And so everything that I did kind of reinforced that. And so so the actions that I took. I was good in school mm-hmm. and I was still quiet. I was shy. Yeah. And so every every time I was shy, every time I was good in school, it reinforced it. And so people told me more. And mm-hmm. so it kind of like built upon itself so that by the time I was in high school, I was really good at school and I was really shy. So it's kind of like it was built upon me and I built into it, but it wasn't something that I chose. Yeah. So I remember being a teenager, you know, they used to be like, you're such, you're, you rebel. So I would rebel constantly because that's what I got told. It's mm-hmm. like, you're such a, you, you always go against the rules. Which I kind of like how now we have rejected that regular, like reject the regular, because I've always been a rule breaker. And eventually along the line, when I had kids and I needed to like be a good influence, (laughs) I stopped rule breaking. But I didn't understand that I could rule break in the sense of social norms Mm -hmm. and not the law. (laughs) Right. That's that's different. (laughs) That's different. Don't do that. I just can go against the norm of social pressure. Right. The they have, yeah. Of what they have. Just kind of like the unspoken standards that are around. Absolutely. So one thing that I now um, vibe to as an identity is that I push boundaries mm. and I no longer stay in a box, but I push that boundary to um, even make other people think like I, I just push their boundaries, too. And it's not meaning to. It's just like, have you thought about this? Did you think about that? Like, why are you, you know, I, I like we've talked about complaining here. We don't right. do well with complaining. So it's like, let me push your boundaries to away from <laughs> complaining <laughs> um, and stuff like that. So that so then is that something that you've told yourself that you're changing or is it something that you kind of found yourself doing and you think you identify with it more? I have found myself doing and I identify to that pushing boundaries. Interesting. I was just thinking about it this morning, which is funny. I was thinking about how, you know, you're told you're a good mom or you're told all this, but nobody ever tells you wow, you're fearless. Mm -hmm. 
you are a fearless person or it's an action. You're a great dancer. You know, I think I've told people you're a great dancer. So then they start identifying themselves as a dancer. But the reality is, is um, you're creative. Right. You're a creator. And so instead of identifying somebody as an action, it's a person we need to identify them to. The create. strength, not not just the, yeah, not just what they're doing at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to find myself doing it. So I was like, I, pushing boundaries can be either be a bad thing or a good thing. Right. But, but it can go to in all sorts of your life. In all sorts of life. So I push boundaries in my life, like whether it's good or bad sometimes, you know, I, I do have bad and that is what it is, but that's something that I relate to and is part of my identity is like I reveal sometimes I push the boundaries of revealing myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like here on the podcast, you know, and people are like, does your mom know you said that? No, she doesn't. If you guys tell her, <laughs> then <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> to go through my mom and my family. Sorry, we have the windows open. So you're going to hear a lot of background noise. Yeah, this, is, this is our Puerto Rico life now. Yeah, it's windows are of- always open and there's always yard work and construction outside. It is. It's that life. So, yeah. So I just push boundaries and I've always known that like I don't and that's kind of part that's part that's of my cool. identity so that's, that's something that you uncovered about mm-hmm. yourself that you want to live into yeah i've uncovered some negative things about myself that <laughs> no like i wrote this down because i recognize that i don't know how to say it as an identity but just kind of like habits or something i get into mm-hmm. where i do things a certain way and it, it unfolds the rest of my life and i'm trying to change it so like something is like i don't finish tasks mm. or i finish tasks that are urgent and so I'm very reactive that way. Mm-hmm. And so that was part of my identity that I didn't know about and I don't want it. So I'm starting to, as a train myself to, to be different and mm-hmm. finish tasks, even if they're not required me at this time It's like do them when they're, when they're not required, like nobody else cares, only me. Mm-hmm. And so starting to do that. And that's one of the things that I realized with me was there was identities that I wanted to change. And so like, as opposed to how you said you uncovered it about yourself, that mm-hmm. you're trying to live into it more, something I wanted to change to make me better was I wanted to be a risk taker. So last year, I think it was last year, that's when I decided like to kind of take that on. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to be a risk taker. And I realized that the only way. Wow, these the, people are really going at it. <laughs> the only way that I could actually be a risk taker was to do the risky things and start to reinforce that identity. Mm-hmm. Because I can't just say I'm a risk taker and then all of a sudden it changes. Yeah. It's like I have to start doing, I have to start taking the risks. And it can be even small risks. Mm-hmm. But like. It wasn't until we moved to Puerto Rico. I was like, okay, yeah, this is a huge risk. And it, like, it weighed on me. And it's like, okay, I got through it. And then risks became a little bit easier. And I'm able to start doing that more. Like I'm able to uh, even take more risks in my business mm-hmm. and try new things and reach out to clients and take on things that I haven't done before because I'm like, okay, yeah, I made it through this other stuff. So it's like you, if you want to change your identity, you have to start doing the things that you want or that you mm-hmm. want to, I guess, be associated with the identity. Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, and then that'll actually start changing yourself. It'll actually start changing your values. It's interesting. You said it doesn't happen overnight. And I think that has been one of know, the wish. biggest complaints I've heard of other people is that people don't notice my change. And I just had this conversation with my aunt. And I was saying so many times, you know, we want other people to change or we can point out other people's flaws easily. But when it comes down to the reality is everything takes a process. So I said like losing weight takes a process. I read a poster and I have it on my Pinterest board. It takes four weeks for you to notice. It takes eight weeks for others to notice. And it takes 12 weeks for Mm -hmm. the world to notice about losing weight. And it's almost the same as identity. And yet when we know somebody's working on themselves, we want instantaneous results on our parents or our spouse or our kids or ourselves, especially. I'm more about like, I want results for myself. 
And when we had the slip ups, it's almost like we put ourselves down because we had a slip up instead of giving ourselves compassion. But identity is a long process. Who you were in your teens is not who you are now. Right. And so it's one of those things that if you can give yourself a permission to uncover or kind of change what you don't like about your your habits right now right. what you're doing then you can start in a slower process yeah no i i agree i think identity is one of the biggest drivers like and we kind of decided it learned it comes from values mm-hmm. but once you kind of understand your identity and you see people that are like i am a healthy person mm-hmm. and so they live their whole life around that like they they Absolutely. eat healthy they don't smoke. They make sure they go on a run every day and they that go to the gym at least me. five times a day. Right. I but we never ident- on a run. identified as that. We yeah. identified as foodies. Like that was one of like our hardcore identities. Yeah. And so when That's we talk Arizona. to people. <laughs> yeah. Here's different. No, I guess we still are, though. You make amazing food that we don't get anywhere around here in Puerto Rico. That is true. But that's one of our one of our identities. And so like we it comes across in our conversation and our actions and where we're spending our money on. Mm-hmm. And what we talk about. Don't so. ask us our grocery bill. Oh, I know. Yeah. And it is. It's one of those things that we have in our life that we made it a priority. And I think that's where you have to understand is your values don't have to be others. And your identity does not. You don't want to be other people. Mm-mm. And I think that it's great to hear people wake up at five in the morning. But that is not part of my identity um, as a morning person. Right, right. <laughs> my identity is 637. That's good enough for me. And or maybe you're a late night person and that's okay. I mean, there's studies I get there's studies of habits and stuff. But, you know, sometimes you just have to take the wins and you can't be um, Tom Bill you (laughs) (laughs) and live that crazy life. Like it's not crazy. What is and it's not supposed to be your life that Mm -hmm. they live. And I think comparison has been the hardest thing in identity is you compare yourself to so many people trying to be them and create this whole identity around somebody else. And then when they fail, it's like, what do I do with my identity? I've seen that too. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's so perfect to just focus on yourself and your inner self instead of trying to create this environment of being like somebody who admire. Now it's great to have heroes or admire people, but don't try to be them. So this is, this is the thing that I think is the risky part about identity is where you put the label on it. And then when you put that label on it, so let's say entrepreneurship and Tom mm-hmm. W, when you put that label of entrepreneur, like I identify as an entrepreneur now, mm-hmm. you see other entrepreneurs and you realize like, I'm not like that. And mm-hmm. then it's kind of disheartening. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, maybe I don't fit in this. But I think that's that's the hard thing about identity is like you're not actually supposed to identify with this label. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was doing when I was a kid was like, I'm smart. I'm supposed to be good at schoolwork. I'm supposed to stay up late and finish all my homework. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to not miss a class, have perfect attendance type of thing. And so that's what I lived into, mm-hmm. but I wasn't working on being angel. And I think that's the identity is like, you got to learn how to be yourself, put your own flavor on everything mm-hmm. and not try to be somebody else, not try to be somebody else's identity because of the label. Yeah. I mean, you just have to be you and add your personality with the type of being if you relate to pushing boundaries that's awesome you can push the boundaries but you don't have to be me to push boundaries Mm -hmm. you don't have to have my personality you can have your own personality along with it and so that's why it's always going to look unique for whoever it is for in entrepreneurship we will never look like tom bill you or you won't but you will have your own story in your own way as well right and that's so important to know 
is that you can create any identity you want. You're not, even though people told you who you were or what you're good at, you can create whatever you want, however you want it, but take time. <laughs> like it takes time. And I mean, we always call each other out like angel, like you're being angel, Arizona angel and right, you know, yeah. or you're being Arizona Jen or whatever, or Puerto Rico Jen would level, would, level three. Yeah. You would do this. So it's always like that way. It's like, is this who I want to be right now? No. And, but life happens. You have slip ups, you get upset. It's not like, or you get discouraged even. I mean, moving. I think part of it though is like, don't deny that. Like, don't deny that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I slipped up or I'm discouraged or I'm in a bad mood right now. Like, don't deny it. Just like, yeah, I am. Because then that way you can separate it. You can be like, this mm-hmm. is the bad mood and I don't want to be in this bad mood forever. And mm-hmm. I'm going to move forward past it after, at some point when you kind of deal with the feelings. But don't just don't try to hide it because you're trying to be something else. Yeah, absolutely. I so mean, how would uh-huh. so how would you say somebody could start trying to find their identity? If somebody's saying, like, I'm completely lost. I don't really know who I am. Like, what is my identity? I've mm-hmm. only lived in that what other people are telling me. Like, how would you go about trying to actually find that? I would make a list of what you don't, what you do right now that you don't like mm. and try to find the opposite of something. So for me, it used to be anger. I didn't like being angry and responding. So I've learned to, or not to reacting. So oh, right, right. I've learned to respond instead. And then we have a whole podcast about my anger um, and how I had to learn. I'm still learning. Like, don't get me wrong. I still have slip ups. Um, I, but I had to learn. I didn't like the anger in me, but I had anger in me. So how do I deal with this? And we, we talk about Kyle Cease all the time. Yeah. Um, doing that whole process, but learning that I wanted to learn how to be responsive, not reactive. So that's part of my identity as well. I'm not perfect in it, like at mm-hmm. all. Um, like 80% there probably. Uh, I still have 20% <laughs> I'm like reactive and it's the truth. It's, it's the part of it. It's just like, I'm better at not saying something that I have to apologize for. I've gotten better at that. Um, but I still be like, Oh, you guys all suck. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that you want to actually cultivate that identity, not something that you already are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how I did it first. I didn't, I didn't realize like I uncovered the um, boundary pusher once I understood what identity was. Got it. Yeah. So it's hard to understand. Like if you don't know what identity is, like if it's hard for you to grasp it, then it's hard for you to understand already the good that's in you. So I guess that kind of goes back to what we're talking about with visualizing Mm -hmm. where it's like, imagine how you want to be and imagine a person in five years who you want to be Mm -hmm. in five years and start living into the identity. Like, do you want to be successful? Do you start doing, once you get the identity, then it's like, okay, what are the habits? And we'll talk about habits in the next podcast. Yeah. But then what do they do on the day-to-day basis? How do yeah. they think? And so that's, I think that's a good way of doing it. Or you it. can also look up a list of identities. We've mm. had that. And you write down like things that you relate to and you start like putting that on a poster board that you could see and being like, today, am I being a risk taker? Today, am I pushing boundaries? Today, am I being bold? You know, and right. I know bold is one of yours. Bold is one of mine. Today, am I, um, whatever it is, even if it's like today, am I being respectful? That could be a identity. Right. So, like a trait. Yeah. Of who you are. So understand that you don't have to perfect it. You just have to start uh, being aware of it. I think this is what that podcast is being aware of your identity or being aware of that. You get to choose your identity right. and not be stuck in the mold that other people have put you because of what you're good at. And I think that's, I think that's one of the first steps you could take about just being aware 
mm-hmm. is start to make a list of the identity traits that you have right now and start marking down, put like a little X next to the ones that are being put on you by others, being put on Absolutely. you by society, your parents, your friends, or even this, just the group you're in mm-hmm. and saying, do I want this? Like, do I want to go forward with this? Or is this just a part of me, a part of my life? And like, I don't think it has to be anything at the, I don't think anything ever has to be ashamed of it. Mm-mm. But it's like, is that who I want to be in five years? And then if not, then you don't have to live into that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, a, I can cook, but I don't have to be a chef. Right. Yeah. So it's not part. Chef is not part of my identity. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, you get the, and that's the whole beauty of life is you get to choose exactly how you want to live life. That's rejecting the regular. You don't have to fit in this mold that we have been taught for so long. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, guys, I did want to mention real quick that we have a Facebook group called um, Dream It, Do It. It is live. You can find it at Reject the Regular Through Us, or you can just write it in the description box, Dream It, Do It, and find the group. It is private right now, but at the end of May, we will let you in. If you're already in May, we're pro- or you know we're already in June, and you're listening to this, go ahead and join in as well. It's not just for May group. It's an open group. It's to help support each other in dreams and making sure you guys can accomplish as much as possible um, since we understand what the struggle is. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get people to start moving on some big things. Yeah. But now we are going to get going because this Weed Whacker guy is getting really close to our window. Exactly. So uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We have our first video up right now. Yep. Um, at Reject the Regular. Until then. Dream big and take action. Bye. Bye.